We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. God bless you. Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Shear, the host of Refuge Freedom Stories. Today I'm here with Larry McGill. We are in Larry's studio. Is it okay to say that, Larry? Absolutely. It's a beautiful studio, a sound studio, recording studio, and you yourself are a musician, singer, songwriter? That's right, yeah, since uh, 62 years. Wow, amazing. I started when I was a baby. No, I'm just kidding. I was, <laughs> I was five when I started. Yeah. yeah. And you're a pianist, and you play other instruments? Actually, yeah, I did. I played cello, played trombone, uh, organ, of course, because it's related to piano. You know, I fool around on other things. I can I can sort of fake the guitar a little bit if, if someone needs me. Certainly, yeah. <laughs> AEI, you know, something like <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, my my main has always been pianist, piano and arranging and mm-hmm. songwriting and that sort of thing. So you've a, a lot of experience in that, and I know that a lot of the stuff you've done over the last years has been Christian based music and video. Wasn't always that way, of course, as you know. Right. We always come from somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. I was actually yeah, I started taking piano lessons like I say when I was five, I guess. I wasn't even in school, so I had to learn it. You know, everything was related to animals, like Apple A, Doggy D, you know, Gumbo C, whatever. Or Gumbo G, I guess it'd be, wouldn't it? C would be cat. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm learning the alphabet already. You look good for me. Yeah, so when I was uh, nine, actually, I was in my first band. Parents would go out, and I would put the radio on top of the piano. And I would play along with the songs on the piano, so that really worked my ear well. Mm. So I could, you know, play in any key kind of thing, you know, because you'd have to find where they were playing. You were playing by ear. I was playing by ear, wow. yeah. Look at, can you notice the right side of my head? I got an ear about the size of a football. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so anyway, yeah, so, you know, learning to do that, but also took my, my lessons and everything. Miss Winnie Lipscomb was my teacher, and she was a church organist. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to do also, you know, when you did the thing at the end of the year, they have a little recital. Mm-hmm. Gotta walk down the front and play your piece, you know, yes. and then off you go back up. Maybe that was my first being in uh, in the public eye sort of thing. At 15, I left home. Uh, I had opted for a uh, an alternate lifestyle other than my parents mm-hmm. you know as sometimes we do they said well if you're going to try to live that way you can't live here so moved on out but i was playing clubs i was underage a friend of mine's dad owned the bucket of blood which we all the victoria tavern yes yeah <laughs> in london <laughs> yeah yep. and uh so we would 
play in there because I had a big old upright piano and I'd play away. We'd rock it out for a few hours. And our whole lifestyle then was $5 for the cab ride home and as much beer as you could drink during yeah. the evening, yeah. which could be considerable. You know, they dropped <laughs> those draft trays and just let you go at it. Mm-hmm. So that was 15 and then 18. I was on the road. I was in, went into a show band. My lifestyle was pretty well what you think of a musician's lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But I had had a experience with drugs, of course, as a lot of people do when they're younger. That was the 60s, you know. Remember the 60s? Boy, you know, got into some of that stuff. It really affected, it actually affected my eyes. Mm-hmm. I had a thing called flashing, which a kind of a thing that sometimes things would uh, happen to you to do that. And then, uh, like I say, when I was 18, uh, I started an inner road band. They were show bands, and we played, you know, like the the high-end hotels like the uh, Holiday Inns mm-hmm. and that stuff. We weren't doing the, you know, East End, you know, nightclub or whatever, you know, where the bottles are flying by like in the Blues yeah. Brothers, you know. <laughs> yeah, no cage bands. No, there were no cages around <laughs> us, which was good. You know, I was living for myself. And, uh, you know, as a child, I had uh, accepted the Lord, you know, at a, at a, at a camp, you know, and that sort of thing. But you know, like I said, uh, the culture, uh, the the uh, attitude of the culture pulled me towards it more than what was happening. And sometimes you can get caught up in the thou shalt not kind of things when you're growing up younger and you know looking for a little more space you know, yep. as we've all looked for in our lives. So from that point of view, going on the road uh, with, you know, people of like mind was good in the sense that we were making a living, we were doing what we wanted, but it comes with all the uh, things that people, you know, it happened to them. You can become a heavy drinker. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's always drugs around. There's always, you know, uh, the other fleshy things that can happen. Mm-hmm. As we got into that and changed bands and stuff, there was a uh, point and it happened at the running pump in Hamilton, Ontario. Okay. It was a hotel downtown, and we were playing there. And I had I had actually gotten engaged to the singer in the band, mm-hmm. and then uh, she had left the band. We were deciding to get married. I was living high, and it was at that point where I was visiting the singer who happened to live in Hamilton. We're on the bus and go up to his place, and um, you now we have an evening of whatever, carrying on, and we finish that. And I don't have enough for a cab ride home, and I have, I'm, I'm staying like they got the rooms above the, you know, at the hotel at the mm-hmm. uh, running pump, which had many other names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> As I'm riding on the bus, there's a pressure that builds up inside me that's just overwhelming. And it literally, it just kind of swept right up. And like it, I felt like it blew the top of my head off okay. completely. So I grabbed the dinger on the bus and I, and, you know, screaming out of the thing back in, onto the thing. What's going on? I'm calling out to God. Funny how that works. Yeah. Help me, help me. I managed to walk home, find my way. And, you know, I'm on the sidewalk. I get up into my room and, and I, I feel like my, my whole being is, is blown apart. Mm. Totally blown apart. Well, what had happened, I'd had a complete and total nervous breakdown. Okay. Total, you know. And um, with that event, I stayed on the road a little longer, got kind of married in that in that level. Mm-hmm. But I was already starting to see, I got off the road, I was starting to see a Christian counselor named uh, Dr. Bernie McLaren, mm-hmm. who was working out of 60 grand. Grand F, yes. yeah. And I came to the door. She was about ready to go on holidays because she dealt with all the hard cases. So she, she didn't need a really hard case. But as soon as... I walked in the door, the Lord spoke to her and said, I brought you this. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> wow. eight months later, I won't go into all the details, but eight months later, through that therapy, I was completely and totally. Something that from an institutional point would have taken 25 years, I never would have been free of the psychosis and stuff. Mm-hmm. The Lord just did it. 100%. The Lord healed you. Wow. The Lord healed me totally. And, and even in that 
period of time, there's that uh, event called the baptism of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which is you know very biblical. And Jesus had it happen to him. I said, why not me? Yeah, I'm sitting in the chair at her her place. She's doing some notes on me and stuff. I'm kind of sitting there, and you know, he kind of opens up your spirit, and you, I started to see these waves, and it just kind of came over me and over me and over me. And he, I says, what's going on? And she doesn't even look up. She says, oh, you're being baptized in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's cool. So then I was given a little bit of a a tongue, you know, and and Mm -hmm. off I went. So that was... (laughs) I find that very interesting because nobody sat you down to explain, this is what's going to happen to you. So you know it was authentic what happened. 100%. You know. Nobody was coaching me. Right. Yeah. (laughs) No no prepping, no coaching. Oh, no, none of that. And I mean, you know, coming from a, you know, different religious background that say was more accepting of that type of... Mm-hmm. of event like you know in in some of the different evangelical churches uh, it was an absolute authentic thing that's you know carried on from this point on mm-hmm. so uh, at that point then you know the lord lord did that and uh, we started to walk in ministry he had me right away working with teen challenge out yeah. of hamilton we were doing um you know different events of course you know we'd have different events at high schools and stuff and we'd do outdoor uh, outdoor programs and all kinds of stuff. Plus, I was doing worship and uh, different things. But then the Lord asked me to, I, I really had a, a feel, there was no Christian rock on the radio. And really dropped that in my heart. It was the summer of 80, 81. Mm-hmm. And I went to Western. I went to talk to a guy named Peter Somerville. Mm-hmm. And Peter was in the back of the music at the time. And I said, uh, you know, this is what I'm thinking of doing. He says, well, you know, talk to this guy. So I became a summer replacement. Okay. So I started Power Music. On air. On air, mm-hmm. yeah. And that was from 7 a.m. in the morning on a Saturday. So... And I wasn't a real morning guy. Right. You know, musicians really aren't. You know, we don't mind the evening you. hours. It's fine. You know, we can stay up to I'm three. still adjusting to it. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> no. yeah. As the Lord leads, you know, yeah. you'll just. <laughs> yeah. So then the, the show was being well received. And uh, so they asked me to do, can you do seven to nine? I said, like, do it to another hour. I said, sure. And then they said, can you do another hour? Because then it was seven to ten. So then what we started to do was we started to uh, tape one of the hours to syndicate it. So we started to play in other stations, mm-hmm. and we had these great big old reels of uh, the tapes, you know, and you'd record that thing, and you send that sucker off. And through that connection, uh, up in CKAP, Capus Casing, which is where a club I'd played in mm-hmm. as well, Patrick Bestall heard the program, and uh, years later got me on the air here at Faith FM. Mm. from that connection and a bunch of other stuff too. So wow. it's uh, been interesting, you know, as far as from where we've come to where we're going and, and mm-hmm. the road is, uh, it's an adventure. Yeah. AIC, Adventures in Christ, yeah. you know, Adventures yeah. in Christ, man. Yeah. The journey. As, yeah. as many refer to it, and then it, with Christ, you're not doing that journey alone. But I mean, there's a, a straight and narrow path, right? And it really, at times, is a challenge to follow that. And with all the choices you have, it is. It is. And of course, the devil's, you know, he'll poke you. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, hey, you know. But as as you grow in Christ, and it's like. You start with this little Christ in you, but as you grow and become more, you know, sanctified and more holy, be ye holy as I am holy, the mm-hmm. word says, that's when part of you, it's like Jesus, when, when he was up on the, you know, the mountain, the, the devil came and tempted him and, you mm-hmm. know, tempted. And Jesus was in a weakened condition. Remember, he hadn't eaten or anything. So right. physically, he was very, very low. And he came at him with different things. And I'll give you this part of the world. And, you know, just, baby, baby, you know, and, and Jesus said, have a nice day, yeah. basically. But yeah. uh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and I think that's, I think that's what we, you know, as we get to that point, it's not that there'll never be a test, you know, because a brother that uh, we, we worked with when Howard Katz and I uh, started our Bible study in 95 and became Open Door Church down the road there. Mm-hmm. There was the brother that initiated that was had apostolic calling, Brother Robert Ewing, out of uh, Waco, Texas. Yeah. And he said, without a test, 
There's no testimony. Ah, I like that. Yeah. I mean, he had some stuff. Christ for the crisis. There's another bumper sticker I want mm-hmm. to get put on my car. Yeah. <laughs> Christ for the crisis. Boy, yeah. do we need it now. Oh, boy, dude. You know? Yeah. Challenging times, but yet, you know, if we know who we are in Christ, and we're seated with him in heavenly places, the thing that blows my mind about the, the ministry and or the life of Christ as exhibit is he was always in prayer. Mm-hmm. He, was always, he was always connected. Yes. He was connected. Like, the wire wasn't pulled out. It was always plugged in. Mm-hmm. And that's where he wants us to be. And that's the overcoming life. Overcoming, you know, and we have all go through trials and tribulations and we go down sidelines. We're not always on the main line. We go into these sidelines. But the thing with Jesus is he's there. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. You know, if you're in a prison cell, whatever you're in, mm-hmm. what, whatever part of life you're dealing with, it's a breakup, it's a disease, he's there. Yes. You know, we've we've lost, we haven't lost them. They're waiting for us up in glory. But, you know, we've got friends that have gone on mm-hmm. and they're fine. Yes. You know, it's like, yeah, well, weeping may endure for a moment, but joy comes in the morning. You know, that's the thing with the Lord. The other thing I think, too, is, is you know, the word. Get the word in you. You got to get the word in you. You know, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Mm-hmm. You know, remember the guy, Jack Van Impey? He was like the walking Bible. Yes, Jack Van like, You know, I don't know if he's still still going. I don't know. Rexella, you know what the, I admired him a lot. Oh, yeah, man. He's unbelievable. Just just mm-hmm. so dynamic and, and just straight shooter. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about the Word. You know, you can stand on the Word. Mm-hmm. You know, all other ground is sinking sand. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it never returns void. And, it, it, and the Word is always, always back. It's like having a friend that yeah. will always back you. That's right. Like, that's right. Yeah. In this world, what do we have like that? Not much you can count on that. Like, no, no. You know. That's right, yeah. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, when the glory sheds on our way, you know, that's mm-hmm. the name of, you know, of a hymn, title of a, of a song, and uh, it's true. It's mm-hmm. so true. I mean, Jesus never fails. These aren't trite sayings. These are real. This is yeah. true. The world looks at us as just the body. You know, they see a body, you know, and they're, mm-hmm. they're trying to feed the body. And I was reading a thing from a, an MP. She says, well, here's some sources that you can go to, you know, the Canadian Mental Health Association, this association. Mm-hmm. There wasn't one spiritual help, mm-hmm. you know, like Teen Challenge or 700 Club or the phone numbers or any of that stuff, mm-hmm. right? And that's what people need. Oh, absolutely. They need, they need to be lifted in the spirit. Now, mind you, i got to say this, that yeah. in a lot of these different agencies and reasons, resources that we have. Mm-hmm. What people are unaware of on a large scale is that there are Christians in a lot of those organizations, and, and God is what is giving those organizations their power to help people. It's not just their their words and their, uh, you know, um, systems and whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the base below it, yeah. and sometimes even secretly, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. power of prayer in that organization. That's right, yeah. That's you know. very true. Yeah, my uh, certain relatives have, you know, done some adopting, and um, that was all part of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the Christians in the organizations that you, you don't think of that as such, but then mm-hmm. once you start to get into it and find out, you know, that there's a there's a strong foundation there. Well, God puts that on our hearts. It's part of part of our calling as Christians. You know, to, the government has taken that from the church and and taken over it. Uh, social work, but that is the heart of yeah. Christ. And so many are drawn into social work that are Christians. And I don't know how many agencies I've been to where they say, you know, you're a Christian, and I say yes, and they say that's not going to be a problem. 
a lot of us are. <laughs> and we pray every morning and we do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. And a lot of the a lot of the organizations were started out of that mm -hmm. that school of thought, you know, that, that biblical foundation. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you look at the school systems and you look at, you know, the hospital systems and you just look at all that stuff, mm -hmm. that came from the mind of God. Absolutely. It came from the mind of God. It's like, you know, Jesus when when you'd go to him, you know, in, in, when he was walking the earth, what do you want me to do? You know, I want I need this or I need that. That's what we can do today. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do this? You know, lead me, guide me, you know, show me, you know, don't be scared. Ask the Lord. Mm hmm. You know, it, it, trust me, he's right there. There's a song by Garius Paxton called He Was There All the Time. Mm hmm. Standing patiently in line. He yes. was there all the time. Amen. Amen. Yes, the, uh, um, again, the prayer. And, and, you know, Jesus said, you know, um, and I can't, can't remember the verse, perhaps you remember, but um, Jesus said, you know, where were you when I was the beggar at your door? Yeah. Where were you? You never came and visited me in prison. Yeah. I was the widow yeah. that you never helped. Yeah. So he always pointed out, I mean, throughout Scripture, it's pointed out to us, this is our part of our calling as Christians. Absolutely. You yeah. know, to serve Christ, to serve Christ himself is to serve those people, you know. 100%. And, uh, highways and byways. Going to the highways and byways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no, uh, this isn't a, a closed door deal. Absolutely. This is like, it's an open door. Whosoever will. Yes. You know, all of that. And that's that's where we have to lean and depend is that uh, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, God is in control. Mm -hmm. You know, weeping may endure, like I say, for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's just that count it all joy. Count it all joy. And we can do that. Even with trials and tribulations and situations, we all go through them. Jesus went through them. The thing that blows my mind is he was 33 when he went. Yeah. He was 33 years old. I'm I'm double that now. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I go, hokey, Dinah. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's amazing that, that, you know, he was taken, but he'd completed and finished his work. I look at friends of mine who've, you know, gone with the Lord. They've been in their 50s, early 60s and that sort of thing. And you, you start wondering, well, you know, we've got to carry on. We've got to continue there's not you know we work for the night is coming when man works no more we keep mm -hmm. going you know yes that's the thing you know even if we got a sore knee yeah <laughs> you know? yeah totally yes <laughs> or many of the things that we have sore exactly yeah, this funny life, funny right? how that works yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so many people you know uh um alan campbell yeah was mentioning you know and the things he's overcome yeah in his life with his stroke and these things that he's Quite public about yeah and and the guy's in a power wheelchair and every day gets up wakes up and 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 tackles the day and yeah. and does ministry that's right helping people carries you know? on yeah um god there on. are no closed doors with god and god yeah. those doors that look like they're closed and locked for people maybe someone with a record maybe somebody who yeah. you know regular agents say no you'll never be able to do this type of work or that type yeah. of work those doors blow open that's right and uh, god no man can shut there. he opens the door absolutely that's very, very true. Amen. Well, uh, usually when at this point in the program, I ask uh, the people I'm interviewing if they have something that they'd like to share, maybe something you'd say to your younger self, if you could, or um, something that's just really important that you get across to whoever might be listening today, and, yeah. uh, and this might make a difference to them. Well, I think that, you know, on that, from that sort of practical point of view, you know, I mean, the Bible talks about proving, proving God. Prove me now. Mm -hmm. Prove me now, you know. And, you know, the old sort of, oh, Lord, if you're there, show me. Mm -hmm. If you're struggling with with that uncertainty, you know, heal thou my unbelief. Mm -hmm. You know, that was that was mentioned in the Bible, you know, to, to those that are around Jesus, you know. And Thomas, you know, mm -hmm. when he, you know, he's, is it really you? Is it really you? Can you really do this? Are you truly the Son of God? Through my life, those in my family, 
my children, Dave's life, uh, those around us who we work with, what have we seen? We've seen our lives turn from darkness to light yes. and to continue and to maintain. You know, he's with us every step of the way. You know, once you surrender, you know, a surrendered life is a, is a life given to Christ. Mm-hmm. And God will accomplish in you what he's set in your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to fear, you know, you don't have to fret. Don't wrestle, just nestle. Yeah. Don't wrestle, just nestle. So I would encourage everyone, like the Lord says, you know, I'm with, I will be with you to the end of the world. He's with us every day. Mm. You know, just Jesus, just be with me today. Show me your power that I may walk in it. You know, if there's something new I need to learn, Lord, you know, show me. Bring those people I need into my life to uh, disciple me. Mm. Uh, Jesus sent everybody out two by two. Ah, yes. There's there's one of the very strong keys, right? Mm-hmm. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And everybody was going two by two. Mm. The disciples were all two by two. And that's something I think that we need to really focus on is having that accountability. Yes. Having that person that loves us unconditionally and says, you know, I'm with you, you know, rain or shine, but I'm there for you. And uh, we walk, you know, together with us. Jesus was in communion with his father constantly. Mm-hmm. So this is where this is where the the secret lot mm-hmm. is that firm of foundation. You establish that foundation, and nothing is going to knock you off that thing. Yes, you'll be tried. Yes, you'll be tempted. But you know what? Having done all to stand in the name of Jesus. That's beautiful. Man. Amen. We're not meant to do this by ourselves. No. God is always with us. Yeah. Um, we are meant to be part of the body. Absolutely. And uh, Absolutely. that's why God brings you and I into each other's lives. Absolutely. And and, and you constantly see God's hand in that. Because when we are isolated, and that's the tactic of the enemy, that's isolate, right. isolate. That's right. And 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 then we're weak. And and in our weakness, God can be strong. Yeah. But He wants us to get our strength through Him and through our through the body. That's right. You know, and support one another, reprove one another. There's parts we leave off, right? And as you said, yeah, it's it's vital. Yeah. To our survival. I mean, I've gone uh, through all kinds of struggles. And yeah. Walk in, when I look at the times where I was having my hardest times when I was alone, when I'd I'd done that to myself. Yes, you know, and and I thought for a moment nobody's going to support me in this. Boy, was I wrong, you yeah, know. Yeah. And and so I backed away and isolated from people, only to find out after going through all many struggles and things. Yeah. They would have been there for me had I gone to them. That's right. And I and I they would not have judged me. They would not have, oh. you know, uh, looked down on me. But that's the lie of the devil, you know. And he just puts that in your mind. This time you screwed up. Nobody's going to forgive you here. God will always be there. God, God is always faithful. And your brothers and sisters, like I say, mm-hmm. once you've got a faithful uh, brother and sister in your life, and mm-hmm. they're you know you're accountable, and you're fellowshipping together, and and doing those things, there's no there's nothing that can harm you. Mm-hmm. You're only going to be supported. You know, Absolutely. you're only going to be like I say, foundational truth, foundational truth. You know, mm-hmm. for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not the Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world would be saved. Amen, bro. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming today. Hey, you're welcome. Or for Thank allowing you. me to come here to your yeah. studio. <laughs> no problem, brother. <laughs> yeah, and I'm excited about the future for you and for, for what seems to be happening here. Amen. And, uh, again, just love you, bro, and thank you. Oh, thank you.
To surrender completely was not my style To submit did not have the right ring But rebellion led to wickedness Sin just led to ruin He has walked with me all the way back home I will testify he's on the throne He He turned my morning into dancing Now I'm free from Satan's power Cause Jesus took the key He pardoned me Now as his powers flow Hearts are ye people, and his spirit is saying, For you I am praying, you are in my hands. Let us love and adore him. enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness.
We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That's 519-701-0108. God bless you.